Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And I am super excited about today's guest, who is my colleague and friend, Nicole Pope. Hi, Nicole. Hello, Hannah. Thank you so much for having me. So happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I'm really, really excited to talk to you. Now, I know you for a variety of different reasons, but mainly because you are a teacher on the Mediumship Matters School. And I know that your lessons have been going down a storm of all the students. I keep seeing all the feedback in your classroom. Everybody is loving it. But I don't actually know your story. So how did you start your journey with mediumship? What got you involved in this? Good question. So I was not one of those people who saw spirit, felt spirit. When I was little, that wasn't part of my journey. But what was super unique about me was that I was obsessed with mediumship shows. So even as a little girl, I would see the shows on TV, you know, the ones with the person in the middle and they'd have everyone on the risers. Yeah. Like even at age 10, I was so drawn to these shows. 
And I grew up a Catholic, right? So I believed in heaven and the afterlife. And I just thought it was really boring. What happened when you went to heaven, right? Like it's just eternity and doing nothing. So it just made sense to me that the spirits would want to come back and visit their loved ones. So that was my avenue, my initial avenue to understand what, what on earth are spirits doing? So I would watch those moving, those shows with such awe and such love. And even as a young girl, I would sob through every single one of those episodes that I watched. Um, so that was the very beginning of my journey. I would say fast forward quite a few years. And right after I had my daughter, many, many years later, I had a colleague of mine that said, hey, you need to go check out this medium. It's this no-name medium up in Maine, which is a few hours away from where I live. And she's incredibly accurate. You need to go see her. So I'm like, okay, that sounds super cool. So I go and I book the appointment with her and she has a year long waiting list. So I'm waiting a year for this appointment. She has my first name, my phone number, and you pay by check at the end of the session. And I show up there a year later after a few hours drive. And to tell you the impact this 60 minutes had on my life, it was earth shattering because the information she told me in that one reading were so many different relatives that she pulled through so, so many specific pieces of evidence. And it just, it blew my mind. So I walked out of that session with that medium, knowing without a doubt, the spirit world was real and they have awesome advice to give for all of their loved ones here still on earth. Uh, so that really just got me into the spiritual world and making, making me understand that there is a direct link for me and that I absolutely love this. And then fast forward six years later, my son is totally terrified of going upstairs and downstairs in my house. Terrified, will not do it by himself. He's eight years old at this point. It's not really an age appropriate thing. He won't sleep without all of his lights on and he sleeps under a blanket. So his head is under the blanket. So I finally get him to fess up that he can actually see spirit with his eyes, oh, like wow. literal shadow people with his eyes in the room. So, you know, if I didn't go to that medium six years ago, I don't think I would have believed it at all. But instead, I, I was like, okay, they're real, they exist. Let me do a little research and see what I can do to make him not so terrified of being in our own house that he's lived in his entire life. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of fear mongering on the internet, right? Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of good research for me to find on the internet. I didn't really believe any of the fear-based tactics. But yeah. what I did was call this local medium that I went to and she gave me some advice, didn't really work, but that's a whole other sub subject. <laughs> um, but she gave me some advice. And at the end of that advice, she, she was like, you know, you can do this, right? And I was like, excuse me, what? And she's like, you're a medium. You can, you can do what I do. Why don't you come? I have an eight-week class coming up. Why don't you come learn how to do it? I'll teach you how to do it. And I was like, yes, that sounds amazing. So I signed up for her class. And literally on day one, I was reading Spirit. Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. Um, so that was just a long time coming. I feel like spirit has been tapping me on the shoulder most of my life saying, Hey, pay attention. I'm here. I'm here. And then until I had to go full mama bear mode <laughs> yeah. so when, uh, I really finally opened that door and let them in and, and learned it. So it's been a super fun journey. So your son is okay now. He is, he can still, so how, how did yeah. you, how did you solve it? Um, I, when I was at the same time that I was in, in that eight week class with my first mentor, 
I was teaching him at the same time. So I was teaching him how to shut it down, how, how to kick him out, how to set those spiritual boundaries. And I was also teaching him how to talk to them because I was convinced these were just past loved ones. And he was to the point where he could actually ask them names and he would hear the names in his head and tell me the names of all of these past loved ones in his room at night. And I'm like, well, that's your uncle. Here's a picture of him. You know, this is what he looked like. So it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Oh my goodness. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I also just want to draw attention for British listeners that you drove three hours to see a medium because that's how people in England are like, you're in the town next to my town. And that is a 15 minute drive. I'm not going to come and see you until you're in my town. And I'm like, for goodness sake, whereas you guys, you go so far. <laughs> and it was so funny because I remember sitting down at the very beginning of that mediumship session. And she's like, well, why are you here? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, no, but like, why are you here? And I'm like, I, I have honestly no idea why I'm here. I feel like I need to be here. I need, I feel like I need to show up. Um, so there was definitely something that pushed me to drive those three hours, which was amazing. I took the day off. It was wonderful. Um, and do this reading. Yep. Incredible. I love it. And I know that mediumship is a big passion of yours, a very passionate teacher and wanting everybody to understand that it's there for them as well. What do you think makes a good medium? I'd say everything that comes from the heart. So I would say it's the integrity that makes a really good medium because what sold me about my first experience with the medium was that, in that integrity, that high quality of reading and that ethics that came behind it and being able to give that sitter a feeling that it's all about them and it's and here's the people and here are the messages that they say so I always try to take that with me in into all of my client readings because I want my clients to know that this reading is about them I'm going to pull in the best in evidence that I can and I'm going to try to give them the messages that they need for closure so I would say just just working from that heart-centered focus and that high integrity to do the best job that you can for your client. I think in my mind, that's what makes a really good medium. Yeah, I love that. I will also venture forth because I know you, that I also <laughs> think that what makes a good medium is professionalism, which I know isn't like sexy, fun sounding, but they're, they're, you have always impressed me with your, um, you approach it with like it's a business. You, you have boundaries, ethics, the way you present, it's all, it's all, it's all part of it, which I think adds to it as well as your heart led healing stuff that's in there. It certainly makes me very happy as a Capricorn to see that kind of, you know, unprofessionalism. And I know that you obviously you do your one on one readings, you do mm -hmm. readings online, demonstrate in person and online um mm -hmm. you've got your virtual demos that you're going to be doing once a month so if anyone's interested in watching you work I'll put a link to your site in the show notes but what do you think what what draws you to platform or audience readings as I think you would call it what what draws you to that why aren't you just sitting in your comfort zone of doing one-on-one -on -one readings well what's super interesting for me is the platform is where I'm most comfortable um, so you kind of talked about the professionalism, right? I'm actually a business school graduate. I'm in currently in a STEM career. I'm a process engineer by day, and I go in front of executives and large groups of people all the time. So for me personally, the one-on-ones are a little more jarring. It's not that I'm not 
good at it and I can't handle it, but, but those are a lot more intimate. You need to be able to, you can feel the one-on-one -on -one emotions much more intensely and you want to do just this amazing job for the sitters one-on-one, -on -one, which, you know, you should do. But on the other side, the demonstrations are a lot faster. The energy is a lot, a lot better because you're, you're harnessing the energy of everyone in the room. So as long as you're a good platform medium, everyone is there on that ride with you and all of their vibrations are elevated at the same time. So you're feeding off this energy of the audience. And ironically, it's the same in the business world. You're feeding off that energy of the audience watching you and paying attention to you and being invested in what you have to say. So for me, the demonstration is all about number one, that energy, which makes the session flow and it makes the evidence better but also that opportunity to read for so many more people at a time. Not everyone needs a 45 minute reading mm -hmm. or an hour. Sometimes they just need that little, hello, there's this one thing going on. And also it's more, for, more affordable for those people as well. So I think there's just so many pros with a platform demonstration than one-on-one. -on -one. And I think the platform for me has always been that gateway to do the one-on-one. -on -one. So it's a really good starting place if folks are interested and learning more about mediumship, how does it actually work? Maybe you're maybe not getting a message, but kind of witnessing the spectacle of it all and witnessing is this the type of medium that I like? So then you can set up the one-on-one. -on -one. So so to me, it's platform comes first. Yeah. And then if you're interested in it, set up the one-on-one -on -one with the medium if you're interested in them. Completely agree. Um, and I think some people are platform mediums and some aren't. As you know, I'm a platform medium. I love it. Nothing beats it from my point of view. But equally, I know that there are one-on-one -on -one mediums that they can't think of anything worse. So we all have our own parts to play and our own experiences in it. How? What, could, what advice can you give somebody who's wanting to do platform mediumship um, about how to make it a successful event? I would say anyone that's interested in platform, I think you need to tackle the one-on-one -on -one stuff first. So I think you need to go into the weeds and the details and understanding how do I do very good readings? How do I understand the energy? So I feel like you can't do platform until you've had the expertise of doing all of the practice and all of the mediumship. So probably several years in the making, to be honest with you. Yeah. So besides the mediumship skill, which I'll kind of put aside because I just chatted about I would say the next thing you can do is get comfortable standing in front of audiences. So if you don't have that a way to do, like that's the number one fear, right? As your platform done is yeah. standing up in front of an audience of 40, 50, 100, 200 people. And it is very uncomfortable for someone that's new to that space. So I would honestly sign up. I'm not sure if it's a thing in the UK, but Toastmasters where, where it's public, it's groups that get together and do public speaking and it's learning how to public speak together. And it's just taking those individual components that make a demonstration successful and finding these different avenues to get very good at it. So finding different avenues to do the public speaking, maybe to, you know, maybe you need to understand how to use the technology and set up a microphone because some venues don't come with that, right? Go, go buy it, go practice it, go take a class. So it's just kind of this combination of skill sets that you kind of need to learn one-on-one -on -one and then bring them all together for the demonstration yeah absolutely I completely if you can't stand in front of a uh, group of people and talk you're certainly not going to be able to stand in front of a group of people and have the vulnerability of mediumship because that's even harder you don't know what you're going to say or how it's going to land or who you're going to work with or any of that stuff so that's really really good advice I'm not sure if we have Toastmaster in the UK but we certainly have drama groups local drama groups and things like that which are 
the same thing. It's learning to become a spirit and become an energy and, and channel all of that or becoming a character. Same difference. Yes. yes. I love that. Mm -hmm. So you're obviously very passionate about platform demonstrating I completely agree with you it's a really great way for people to just get a little taster and mediums like you say are so different and individual and that's really really important um now I've seen you do platform live and it is absolutely phenomenal to watch really really exciting because you are a great communicator not just with the spirit world but with the way that you share information do you feel like your corporate job got you ready for that Oh, 100%, 100%. I have had to present in my corporate job, excuse me, since day one. I've been working with executives since day one of my career. Um, so being able to perform well under pressure and present information in the right way is something that I have learned over my very long corporate career. I've actually had to take several different classes on presenting for success. So yeah, it, it shows. It's so funny though, because spirit sends you all the things you need to be successful. So even though I come from a very, very different background in a data-based career, everything that I've done has led me up to the being a successful platform demonstration medium, which is so funny. It's so funny. Agree. It is. But when you look back, you would never have known this was the path. But when you look back, you can see it so clearly, can't you? All the little deeps <laughs> and dives. I, I love it. I find that really interesting because uh, I have conversations a lot with my friend Sue about this very thing that, you know, she says, well, she was always a presenter. She was always talking to people. She understands language and how to use it. I obviously came from a drama background. So can get me off the stage whether you wanted to or not uh you've got presentation experience but I do think that is that calling to to do this kind of work and like you say it is important because people come and it is a good night don't get me wrong but they come not realizing how profound I think sometimes platform mediumship is going to be so um when you're doing your platform and everything like that what what would you what do you wish that everybody in your audience knew what would you, what piece of information would you give them before they started? I like to start out my demonstrations. I think it's pretty basic for most mediums, but, but for, for me, I like to explain how it works. I'd like to talk about the energy and, and how sometimes I can get the information wrong. So I want to make sure that they know not to be afraid to say no, if something doesn't resonate. Mm -hmm. um, but most, most recently, it's just, the biggest thing I think I want everyone to know is that if you're there in the audience, there is a reason that you're there in the audience. Just because you aren't the one getting the reading, it doesn't mean that you don't have things that you're going to take away from this. And I have to remind everybody over and over again in my, my demonstrations that there is a reason why I pulled this grandfather through. He was 82. He served in the military. He had a spouse that, that lives after him. And, you know, 10 people raised their hands from some of this evidence. And it's, it's important to, to remind them that there's a reason that they gave me the information the way they did, because this is a little wink from spirit saying this, these are all your grandfathers and they all want you to know that they're watching over you. So that's, I think the biggest thing that I want everyone to take away is just because the reading's not for you. It doesn't mean you're not going to find value in it. And it, and 
And I want everyone to walk away with that sense of spirit is around them all the time, no matter who they are in the audience and whether they get the reading or not. Completely agree. It, it amazes me sometimes the little, uh, you call them winks. I call them little hellos, same thing that they, that they can bring because there is, it's so complicated and clever from spirit side, isn't it? That they know the bits of evidence that we're able to receive as mediums, but also the relevancy that will have in the audience. People often come up to me in, uh, in the breaks, I'm sure they do with you as well. And they say, well, that might be for me. I couldn't take this and this, but I could take this, this and this. And you say, it wasn't for you because I know where I am, but that will be your loved one saying hello to you. And they're always like, oh. I think it's amazing so clever it's so true it's so true so what about preparing for a one-on-one -on -one reading with you what advice would you give somebody for that the only thing I ask my clients to do is come open for the reading right be open to receiving so if you've had a death recently and you're hoping that person comes through but you're still stuck in grief probably not the best time to have a reading but I, all I do is ask my sitters to just come, come ready and willing to receive whatever messages come through. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's basic, basically it. I'm sure that my clients and any mediumship clients are already nervous enough coming into these appointments and wondering who's going to come through, what are the messages that I'm going to receive? So my number one advice is just relax before the session. Don't worry about who's going to come through because spirit is just so knowing and so present. They're going to know who needs to come through and what message you need to receive. So just relax, I think is just the advice I give. I love it. I love it. So Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Talk to us about, because I know that you love to share on your social media some of your like wow moments with the spirit. I love to watch them. Talk to us about some moments that you've had that have been like, oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. There are so many. Um, I think the thing that that surprises me personally the most, and maybe I'll circle back into what happens in the reading, is after my readings, Spirit always loves to give me these winks as like, thank you. I, I take them as thank you. You might interpret them differently. But after I do readings, I will always see little winks from Spirit to, to help me know that I did a good job and yeah. I gave the message that I was supposed to give. And that is by far the coolest thing about being a medium for me, besides obviously helping my clients, but being able to walk away the next day and see, you know, talking to a cat, <laughs> an evidential mediumship reading. Um, and then, the, and the cat's talking about how the cat's always been held his whole, like picked up, like put everywhere, like always picked up. And then the next day on social media, I'll see a, an image of a cat that's like picked up, like, like there's something weird about 
the energy there and how spirit likes to bring in these, these validation afterwards. Um, there have just been so many Hannah in terms of the readings yeah. and what, what has blown my mind to be honest with you. But I think the ones that blow my mind the most are, I got one. There was this woman that I read, she found me on YouTube and she was just incredible. This is a woman that was a survivor. She had cancer. She did. She had this really tough life. She's physically disabled and she's in a wheelchair and just being able to pull her mother through um, for her and give her validation about who she is and, and how, how much she's watching over her and give her all these amazing evidence. Like it's providing that confidence in that love for my clients that they're just longing for, because some people are in a really tough spot when they book these mediumship sessions and being able to give them that sense of love and that sense of closure from their loved ones is life-changing for them. Mm -hmm. So it's tough for me to pull out one specific reading because I think all of my readings with my clients, I walk away with something special that I take away that was so meaningful for them because I want to be that same medium that I met many, many years ago that changes their life. And I just hope that I can help change, change, not from an egocentric perspective, but I hope I can change their lives so that they know they're loved and their loved ones are still alive on the other side. I, that's the thing. When anyone ever asks me that question, I can think of all the good evidence I've received. Mm-hmm. I never think about what I've given, but I could go, well, I had this and this really meant something because of this, but it won't, it's never a bit of evidence I've given because you are, you know, doing your job, but you can talk about the bits and the emotional reaction within you, which is a different thing. So you just mentioned cats there. And I know, obviously, you've got a class on animal communication coming up on the school. So talk to us about that. Has that been always a part of your mediumship journey? Or is that something that unfolded at a different time for you? Um, I would say it it was towards the later of my development. I think I had to get people down first, to be honest with you, but, but you end up reading the energy of animals the same exact way that you read people just because they have fur and they don't have vocal cords does not mean that they don't, they can't transmit that energy and give evidence of who these animals are to them. And actually last night I was just reading for somebody and she it was an evidential medium. And she's like, I want to hear from my horse. I want to hear from my horse, Dakota. So I was able to pull out all of the information about this horse, Dakota, and how this was a really funny, fresh, like horse and how she would treat it or give sugar treats to this, like peppermints (laughs) to this horse. And just being able to provide all of that evidence from a pet perspective and also give that closure, right? Because these aren't just animals based on who you know, in the current world or in the physical world, because once they move into the spiritual world, they can give you that evidence and talk about the closure. And, you know, my sitter last night was really upset that when the horse had to be put down, she couldn't walk that horse to go get put down. So she has a ton of regret for that, for not being able to be there at the moment of this horse is passing into the spiritual world. So, you know, and the horse was able to come through and say, I didn't want you there anyway, right? I, I, I'm so glad I got to say goodbye to you in this comfortable, safe space where I felt like myself, because once I left your energy and left to go get the injection, he wasn't himself and he didn't want her there. So just being able to give her that closure for it. So it's so similar to reading people. It's just, you don't expect to just see a horse in your head though, or you don't expect to see in your head right it's just it's surprising but it's the same it's the same yeah. it'll uh, yeah it's an it's still quite a new thing with me and I'm like where's your owner animal <laughs> why are you here alone 
have you got anyone with you no you haven't okay great um because I'm stalwart and I like to practice everything till it's been practiced beyond practice um and all the fun's been sucked out of it and then I'll say that I can do it but until that point it's still very very unknown when what is the best three tips you can give somebody that's trying to develop their mediumship believe in yourself you have to believe in yourself you have to trust yourself and that journey can probably take the longest part of your journey because when you are experiencing the subtleness of spirit it feels like you're making it up so you really need to sit time with yourself and know how your energy is and be open and accepting to some of the stuff that comes in the door for me personally the confidence was my biggest hurdle to overcome but there are some really cool ways around it. Track how good you do, track how many spirits you get in, how many are taken, how many are not taken, what do some, do some, cause I'm a data person, right? I'm a data geek. So, so write down, you know, what types of spirits do you have trouble with? What types of spirits are you good at? Work at the stuff that you're not good at. So I would say the confidence is, is key. Um, and tr again, tracking that will help you with that. Number two, and this, this was not something I, that was me during my mediumship journey, but I did it before the mediumship journey because I, I experienced this later in life, but you need to work on yourself and your shadows because mm -hmm. there are so many things in the spiritual world that are triggering. And you mentioned professionalism. You need to show up to your clients as your best self. You need to essentially put you and your ego aside for all of your clients. So if you are not in the mental space to be able to push down your triggers and put them to the side because it's not about you. It's about your sitters. Um, you will, you will struggle with this. So that would be the second one is deal with your demons, your inner demons and your traumas. And number three, have fun, have fun. The spiritual world doesn't exist when you are down in the dumps and beating yourself up all the time. So you need to remember that this is fun and the spiritual world is funny, right? Like they are just this ball of fun. They want you to have a good time. They don't want you to show up like this is a corporate nine to five job and be miserable every single day doing this job. Agreed. So you need to come into all of your practice sessions, all of your readings with your sinners, it, like in a good mood with highest potential and feeling good about yourself and, you know, laugh, laugh, laugh in these sessions, because it is a chance for not only for you to reconnect with you know, your, your past loved ones and your sitters past loved ones, but it's also this, this opportunity to create some more memories as well. And you can't do that if you're kind of in this depressed, uh, state where in taking everything too seriously. So I'd say those are my three biggest things that I would say. I love it. Work on. Yep. Good. How do you manage to keep that lightheartedness when you're dealing with something that is very, very tragic, like, uh, I mean, the ones that spring to my mind are a baby that passes or someone that has taken their own life. How do you navigate that? Well, it's really interesting because spirit helps navigate that for me. So spirit will always have this roller coaster of emotions during every single reading. So they'll come in, it'll be, you know, it'll be happy. It'll be sad. You'll be laughing. And oftentimes they all happen after one another to make yeah. sure that the energy flows the right way. Because if you get too, if you say too many neg negative things at once, the vi vibration goes down, right? And then it's difficult to read. So I let spirit guide me through each of my sessions with my sitters. But also I always keep the perspective that what I'm doing is a service to my clients. They actually came to me because they had a need. And it may be a very difficult circumstance, but there's 
They need to heal. They need to connect. There's something about why they're here and why they want to talk to their past loved ones. So for me, I always like to spin the need from this is really depressing. I'm going to pull through your, you know, your ex-boyfriend that committed, committed suicide to, I'm going to give you closure so that you can take that memory of him and bring it with you and know that he's with you and loves you. And you can take that healing and move forward in your life. So, so I don't think about the past. I think about the opportunity and the potential of the sitter in, in the future and making sure that I'm pushing them towards what's going to be their highest and best self in the future. I love that. I love it. And what advice would you give for somebody that attends a lot of demonstrations and doesn't ever get a message in the truest, you know, working with the medium? What would you say to them? <clears throat> that one's a struggle, right? Because if you've been to this many demonstrations and you're like, why, why hasn't my dad come through? I know my dad should have come through by now. So I would say... The demonstrations, although I said you should be walking out of it with something, they're not about you, right? Like, so I would, I would number one, just say like, it's not personal. Don't take this personal. Sometimes the need for other people is greater. Maybe you've had closure around his passing. Maybe you were able to say goodbye and there's other people in the room that need the reading, sorry, more than you, right? Yes. In that case, I would recommend if you get to the point where you've been to a lot of different demonstrations and you're still not getting a reading and you want that reading, go book it, go book a one-on-one. Like there's no way around it. Um, you can keep going to Dems and, and it's like gambling, right? Are you going to win? Nope, not guaranteed to win, but keep keep going if you want. But I would say in that case, just take your money that you're spending on these demonstrations and put it towards a one-on-one. And then you can really get into the weeds of what you want to talk about, what you want to c- uncover. And then like super, super added bonus, you can probably pull in one or two spirits, right? Yeah. Um, even more messages than the 10 minutes or seven minutes that you get in a demonstration. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. I know it's, that's always one of the things that I get asked the most at Dems. And I think people, people believe it's not a horrible thing because it is unique, but people believe that their loss is unique. They believe that their love with their loved one is only them. And there's, you know, 50, 60, 70 other people in the room, if not more, who all have that. If everybody had that feeling, what would spirit do? Where would they go? You know? So it's fascinating. Now, what about the the step into being a teacher? What advice have you got for people that, because one of my things I'm always talking about on the potty is um, people setting up circles. We need good circles. We need unaffiliated circles. We need circles where people are, you know, just experimenting. What advice would you give people that are, are feeling the call to step into their teacher power, but are fighting it a bit? I would say... If you've done the homework and you've been doing this for a while, it's a natural step because the world needs more teachers from a spiritual perspective. They need more ethical, more high integrity teachers. So I would say, don't be afraid to take that step. And if it's uncomfortable, start where your comfort zone is, right? Um, so I think some of my first classes on the, on the school, on the Mediumship Matters Spiritual School has been like, all the different divinations tools. I've been doing those for years, right? Super easy for me to talk about those because I could teach you all day long about how to use runes and how to do tarot and oracle cards and how to use the dousing rods, right? Because it's easy and it it comes to me. So I'd say, start where you're comfortable. Don't be afraid to avoid the things that you don't feel comfortable about, you know, wait to book those classes, but no matter where your expertise is, there's always a need in the marketplace. Someone is looking to learn that from you. so I'd say put what you know out there and people will come. It's just like feel the dreams, right? Like 
if you see it, they will come. Like that's exactly what's going to happen. Amazing. And while you're talking about Oracle and Tarot, do you have a a favorite deck? What's your favorite one? Gosh, I have to pick one. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. So I am a big fan. I I'm I have lots of tattoos, which are all hidden under the clothes because I live in a corporate environment. Uh, but I really love the tattoo tarot. Um, oh. That one that one really really resonates with me. And then my favorite oracle that I do for probably myself because what I use for my sitters is different than myself. I really love the Cosmovisions oracle deck. It's green. It's this green one right here on the screen. Oh, yeah. If you're watching the video. Um, but it's just such a cool, the whole basis of this deck is it takes the tarot, but it flips it. So it's instead of, it starts with the fool, it starts with death. And and this is the life in between your lifetimes. So all of the different 78 tarot cards, they kind of flip them on their, on their head and say, this is now your journey in the spiritual world before you get reincarnated again. So it's such a cool deck. There's so many vivid pictures and things to look at. I highly recommend it. And that's the Cosmo. Cosmo Visions. Cosmo Visions. Same Yeah. Two, uh, two that I've not heard of. This is dangerous to ask this question on the podcast <laughs> because I've got so many already, Nicole, and I'll just keep going. So what is, obviously you've got your virtual Dems once a month, you're doing loads of work on the school, you've got your readings, you've got your demonstrations, but where are you setting your sights next? What's next for you? That's a really good question. I think I'm just kind of building up the demonstrations. I think eventually, hopefully next year, I'd like to start doing some more um, one or classes related to mediumship because I'm still formulating those in my head. I'm not quite there yet, but I would like to start doing more teaching in the new year, doing a lot more classes and helping people because I just, I'm so in awe of people that think that mediumship is this really, really big hurdle and that you need to take a million classes in order to do it. Mm-hmm. I think yesterday on our Mediumship Matters Spiritual school practice circle our dear Cheryl joined us and she'd never done anything like this and I just you know I told her how to very quickly just open up to the spiritual world and give me a reading and she was really uncomfortable like just do it just say everything that comes to your head and then she was able to just give a reading right then and there for me and for her she felt crazy right because that's what happens when you do mediumship you're like well I'm seeing all these things and I'm just gonna say everything or you're hearing or whatever But she gave me like, and I'm like, yes, everything you said resonated. So I think it's just making it much easier for folks to understand, because that is definitely my journey here in the spiritual world, especially coming from a process engineer background. My job day to day right now is to take very, very complex processes and make them very easy to understand and make them very simple and cut out all of the stuff that doesn't make sense, all these added steps that don't add any value to the process. So I truly see myself as that from a spiritual teacher perspective, because I just want to cut out all of the BS from all of these processes and help everybody just understand that it is so basic and it's so easy. And all you have to do are these three steps and you'll be able to connect with spirit. So that's why it's taking me a long time because it is a lot to cut through. Yeah, from, for sure. From a teaching perspective. Um, and go ahead. In your opinion, do you believe anyone can do it? Do you believe yes. it's best? Yeah. No hesitation. Yes. Anyone can do it. It's like basketball. This is what I tell everybody. It's just like basketball. Everyone can play basketball. How good at, how good you are at it depends on how much you practice. Right. And there's going to be naturally people that are more talented at it. And that's okay because 
if you are practicing every single day and that person that's naturally talented at it isn't practicing every day and they don't really care for it, who's going to be better? It's going to be the person that practices every day. So you get out of it what you put into it, but everybody can do it. Completely agree. Practice is so key. And I know in the time that I've known you, you've always been, uh, you know, a relentless practicer. I was the same. I remember my teacher saying to me, right, you need to go and get some practice students. And then a month went by and I write, right, I've done a hundred. And she was like, you've done what? And I was like, well, I made a spreadsheet and I ticked it off. You said practice because you don't, it doesn't, I mean, it is natural, but you have to find your own way in it, don't you? And your you, own style. You do because what I've, what spirit has shown me is that our energy are like fingerprints. Everyone has a very, very unique energy to them. And that's part of the mediumship journey is understanding your energy and understanding how you receive the information from spirit. And that's probably the hardest part of the journey because not everyone reads the information in the same way. Some people hear it. Some people see it. Some people as a combination of all these things. Some people just know it and it just comes out of their mouth. Right. And, and you need to figure out and test the waters on what works for you. So don't, don't think that other people are doing it better than you. It's just that they've honed their craft and they know where their energetic sweet spot is to get the right information. Love it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting to everybody. It's been amazing. And I know the students are going to love to listen to this. And like I said, I'll put a link uh, to your website so everyone can follow you on your socials and watch all your monthly virtual dems and all of that stuff that you've got going. And it's been great to chat. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Hannah. Appreciate it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. 
As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.